Halloween ain't scary. I've known that ever since I've been old enough to know what it was. I know it as I arrived to school in the old white sheet with two holes cut out. It's my costume and it'll do. As I close my locker, I'm greeted with a boo from some dumb kid wearing a scream mask. He must think he's pretty clever. I shrug at him and start in another direction. I know it as my teacher lines us up for the annual 8th grade haunted house. I walk through, hounded by plastic skeletons and fake blood, a mechanical scream and crackling. It's exhausting. I don't even flinch. I know it as the teacher dismisses us for the day with a warning to be careful trick-or-treating tonight. Beware of pranksters and child snatchers and people who put razor blades in candy. Stay with your friends or a trusted adult. Come home at a reasonable hour. Don't make yourself vulnerable to strangers. I know it as the teacher is talking nonsense that trick-or-treating isn't risky or dangerous. It's an excuse. It's an opportunity. I know it as I know that statistically speaking, you're far more likely to be harmed by a family member than a complete stranger. Same goes for kidnapping. I know it as I walk the streets at night, clutching my worm pillowcase, rustling with wrappers, and hope against hope that day, reality will defy the odds. That I'll be taken. That some lunatic in a white van will come up behind me, grab me, throw me in this trunk. I know it as I realize the front porch lights of all the houses are turned off. It's time to go home. For the first time today, I feel fear. I know it as I walk home as slowly as possible and think about next year. I'll be in high school. People will begin to look at me funny when they answer the door. They'll say I'm too old. It's okay. I'll just wear this ghost costume again so no one sees my face. And I'll do the same thing the year after that. I'll do it for as long as I have to. I know it as I scramble to suck down as many candies as possible while I can. Damn, no razor blades. I hear footsteps. Halloween ain't scary. It's a special time of year. The leaves have started to change color and blanket the ground below the now buried trees. The fronts of the supermarkets are lined with decorations, costumes, and candies. The spirit Halloween stores, timely specters that they are, reanimate and set up shop all across town. And every year, as the season begins to creep up on us, like a routine plague, I think the same thing. God, I hate Halloween. There's always so much work to do, and somehow, despite the weeks of warning, it always seems to creep up on me. Take this year for instance, a week away and I've only just settled on the perfect house. It's easy if you know where to look. This year, I settled on a two-story at the end of the one-way street who lives out of town, put it up for market after their house flipping project ran out of money. Their asking price was too high, so it quietly sat on the market for a while. Sad for them, perfect for me. Of course, my work has only just begun. I need to get decorations for the front entry, supplies for the harvesting, a van for transportation, candy for trick-or-treaters, and a fake ID for any police officers who come by. It'll all be worth it in the end. See, when the light's on out front, the children come knocking. Some have parents, other travel with friends, 
and an unfortunate few walk the dark streets of Halloween night all alone. Halloween is the best holiday of the year. No, not because of sweets and costumes, though the outfits that some people come up with are really something, but because of the excitement, everyone is anticipating the coming holidays, no one more so than yours truly. You see, I'm a pumpkin farmer. It's sort of a tradition at this point. Each generation has improved and upgraded the business, making it grow bigger and better every time. This year, it's my go. I spent the last two years on this plan now, and it's gonna make the biggest, best pumpkin patch you'll ever see. You see, my invention is a seed, but not just any seed. I made them so that all they need to grow is a little soil and they'll be growing faster than a weed and manure. My pumpkins will be the best in town. No one will stand a chance. Currently it's Halloween night and I'm waiting to try out my babies. That is what they are at this point. I spent so long loving them and nurturing them. I wait in my house for the first visitor to arrive. I hear the doorbell and go to open the door. I'm met by a lone girl, about 16 or 17. She's dressed in a short cheerleader dress, covered in blood, fake, I know real blood when I see it, and currently trying to discreetly hide the cigarette she has smoking. Trick or treat, she says, looking completely bored out of her mind. I smile at her, but she doesn't react, instead holding out her hand, obviously gesturing for sweets. My smile doesn't falter as I give her a single chocolate piece, nor when she huffs in annoyance and struts down my garden path, stopping only to flick her half-lit cigarette into my flower bed and eat the piece of chocolate I gave her. It doesn't falter when she starts to choke and turns around in horror and confusion, showing the large pumpkin-sized lump in her stomach, slowly growing larger and larger with each terrified breath she takes. When she collapses on the ground, the pumpkin having finally ruptured her stomach and torn through her skin, I smile wider. My babies worked wonderfully. I turn to go back inside my house, but out of the corner of my eye, I see a young boy walking up the path, candy bag in tow, completely oblivious to the corpse just feet away from him, hidden under a sea of vines and an island of pumpkin, smiling just as happy as I am. It seems I had another walking bag of soil up for grabs. I hold up my chocolate, my babies, excitement building as I imagine how big this pumpkin patch will be. Halloween really is the best holiday of the year. Thomas hated Halloween. It's a combination of everything he disliked crowds, darkness, and fake monsters. Fake monsters were the worst though, because how do you even know if it's fake? There was one silver lining to the day he dreaded, candy. Tommy could never resist the sweet treats. Since his mother never passed them out or anything to the neighborhood children, going house to house was the only option. After finally finding the courage to go trick-or-treating, he started down the street The pumpkin costume his mother had stuffed him into was a bit tight, but he waddled persistently. 
It didn't take long to fill the bottom of the plastic pumpkin with licorice and jawbreakers. Most of the houses just left the lights on without adding any extra decorations in their yard. Those were the places he felt more comfortable approaching, but they never seemed to be giving away anything good. With searching eyes, Tommy noticed the strobe light of a home not too far away. The place seemed to have a decent amount of money, according to their display. Tommy's shaky legs dragged him slowly towards the house. As he approached the yard, he could make out more than an impressive scene. At the front gate, barbed wire was weaved around the archway. At least three different types of strobe lights flashed brightly, giving everything an old movie effect. To the left of the large tree stood something that took the breath out of Tommy's mouth. The decorative creature stood at least two stories high. It stretched pale green flesh shown in the moonlight. The twiggish body ended with a rotting pumpkin head. Its face pointed downwards at its vine-like fingers. The appendages held a mannequin child about the same age as Tommy. The child's torso was ripped down the middle in a grotesque fashion. At the creature's feet laid full-size candy bars and fake blood. Fake monsters. Tommy heard a voice in his head remind him of the fact. Despite that, his heart was still thundering loudly in his pudgy chest. A neighborhood kid's laugh broke in the distance and snapped him from his frightened trance. Fake monsters, he told himself and started walking towards the scattered treasure. Fake monsters, he kept reminding himself. The thing's legs, not far away. Then Tommy suddenly remembered something. He turned around, back towards his home, and could barely see it in the distance. He looked back at his shoes, just as a thought broke. Why didn't he recognize these decorations? Before terror finally set in, a body fell in front of his feet. The corpse splattered blood across the orange outfit. A scream had barely left his mouth when the world was ripped out from under him. The vines wrapped around his body, then began to rip. Thomas's last comprehensible thought was that he heard talking in the distance. Let's check out that house. They gotta have good stuff. Unless you're scared. Then the fake monster tore open his body. Two days after Christmas, and no great stir was through the house. The done-to-death holiday tales were coming to an end, thankfully. I waited for the tales of killer snowman and invaders who aren't Santa Claus to fade away from the internet's craving eye. Everyone was at work or gone home, and it was just me and my computer, which is why I want to regale the web with yet another holiday tale. I have a neighbor, a strange old cross-eyed man who we'll call Mr. Halloween. He's harmless, I think. The neighborhood I live in, despite being a rough town, is very peaceful. Only once has a house been robbed here, and when the perpetrators were caught, they were found in the cells completely burned to death. Strange noises emanate from Mr. Halloween's house the night it happened. I don't know how he got that nickname, Mr. Halloween. Maybe it's because he's a spooky guy but no one knows his real name. My parents don't talk about him. Kids stay away from his house. I often chance a hello in the mornings 
and he'll just look at me with his emerald eyes and a grunt. That's okay though, because I'm neighborly and someone interacts with the old man, everyone wins. What's strange to me is that on Christmas night, every year there's a great commotion about his house. Generally, I just ignore it, but this year, I chanced to look through his curtains. All I saw through his window was him dressed in his Sunday best in the living room of his house, talking to someone. The next night, as I wake up at 3am, someone tries to break in. I saw them try to pry the door, and then I saw a pentagram light up in Mr. Halloween's living room. There is a blood-curdling scream, and the would-be burglar went up in flames. I think Mr. Halloween knows that I saw what happened. I also think he knows that I'm quite grateful. I don't mind it and no one knows. What's wrong with your friendly neighborhood Satanist?